You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Sure, some of the voice notes so scary to me. Uh, I, I, I was so alarmed by that one that said uh, brazenly, in politics we lie, we kill, we steal. That, that for me, it just completely jarred my spirit. Uh, that that's the level that we comfortably uh, can even express on national radio that we are at. So, yeah, thank you, though, very much for... <clears throat> Uh, for your voice notes. So let's shift gear, right, at 16 minutes past 11 on SAFM. So according to WWF South Africa, the country is approaching physical water scarcity by the year 2025. As we navigate from the recent droughts, the many households that are still directly impacted by them, in their report, the WWF has revealed that water demand is expected to exceed supply in the year 2030 by uh, 17% for South Africa. So for households and crucial industries, having assurance of enough water at the right quality, time, and cost is vital for operations this year. Glenfiddich is shining a light on uh, water security in South Africa through their Challenger Club initiative, which raised awareness through its expedition to Iceland. And our next guest, guest actually recently re- returned from that ex- ex- expedition and uh, shares his passion for water conservation. So today I talked to media personality uh, Maps Maponyane. Perhaps I start there. Uh, Maps, good morning, because, uh, you know, a lot of, of, of South Africans have uh, a perception, uh, whether good or bad is another discussion for, for another day, uh, that, you know, celebrities are... Um, uh, what word can I? What words can I use? Airy fairy people who have no real interest in real tangible issues that affect people on the ground. And we've had many conversations in South Africa around the issue of water, particularly the issue of water as it li- relates to infrastructure. But we haven't had the real discussions that we need to have about how to turn it around and you know uh, making tangible uh, inroads into how to even go about turning it around. So I start there by asking you, how did you even get involved with this initiative? Good morning. (laughs) Good morning, KG. Um, Thank you so much for having me on the show. Just before you um, kind of turn to this topic, it's uh, a little bit heavy, but you you said let's shift gear from those um, comments that were being made about the state of affairs that we that we're in, and honestly, with the with the problems that we're facing regarding water, I don't know how much gear we'll be shifting, um, because a lot of it points back in in, in, in a lot of uh, those same directions where um, where we're definitely going to be needing um, far stronger, um, what would I say, uh, leadership to keep it very light. Um, but I. I've I've been involved in, um, in in conservation as a whole uh, for for a number of years now. Um, something that um, some people may not know is that I've been on the board of the WWF, the World Wildlife Fund, for the last five five and a half years, and it's been a remarkable journey being on that board and getting some real insight as to the state of um, South Africa's um, biodiversity, wildlife, and general ecology and the kinds of issues that we're facing and and how those are being managed. And one of the ones that 
has been incredibly concerning is, is obviously our our water. We we are heading towards a direction, and I think we've all felt the frustration from from load shedding um, with with um, with electricity, and we're heading a direction where in a few years' time, um, we sh- if we carry on the way we're carrying on, we shouldn't be surprised at all if we start making water shedding a a normal thing. And it's not it's not out of being alarmist in any kind of way, but because of you know the serious um, I guess lacking in our water uh, infrastructure, the mismanagement of our waste systems and our treatment plants, um, unequal distribution as well, and access to water. And then you've got the climate, you've got climate change that's causing increasingly like severe droughts across the country. Um, it's leading us like fast approaching a hole that it's going to be so deep for us to get out of in the sense that um, if we don't preserve and conserve and clean up our treatment plants, I mean, we at the treatment plants, we were sitting on 90% of our treatment plants being um, kind of mismanaged, so to speak, and it's causing leakages within our rivers and dams, catchment areas, and, and into our groundwater, where we're going to be struggling to get that fresh water, fresh drinking water. There's a huge misconception that we have an abundance of fresh water, because Firstly, the Earth is made up of 70% of water, and you know, so so there should be more than enough. But it's 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 actually very very limited, um, both here and and across the world. But the because of how we manage our natural resources here, our, our natural water um, especially, um, we we were finding ourselves in that problem where now we're on the top 30 list of the most water scarce countries in in the world, and if we Continue with those aforementioned um, issues that I mentioned, then then we will find ourselves getting higher and higher up on that list. And that's the top three water scarce countries, together with desert countries, you know. Um, and we into all of that, but because of many uh, contentious um, things um, around around management around. Um, um, administration and 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 it's really important that we put the spotlight on that and put the awareness on that to show just how serious it is and get everyone to really speak up about that and see how we as citizens can firstly start doing what we can to change our ways and also putting pressure on um, those that are in charge to be able to ensure that we can you know uh, be a whole lot more preventative and proactive as opposed to being reactive as we tend to be with many of our of our issues that, that affect every citizen. Yeah. So then let's also talk about the expedition to Iceland. So, you know, what was the mission? And, and, and what was your experience and what do you bring back? So the mission was, 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 was quite a fascinating one. It was a fascinating approach to put the spotlight on, on this on this wonderful mission. And this mission was um, um, initiated by um, by Glenn Sirkham in the Challengers Club where they team up and have teamed up over the years with Mavericks um, across different industries and discuss issues that um, are able to help bring um, social change. Mm-hmm. And they're always looking for ways to do things more um more in a more meaningful way and issues that are more pressing and more relevant. And so this mission was really about 
the drastic measures of where we could one where we could one day find ourselves. And this mission essentially led to me traveling 16,000 kilometers to get to Iceland and um, well, traveling through Iceland and hiking through Iceland through the snow um, and and volcano peaks and all of that, and finding this ice cave um, that is located in a glacier, which is uh, a glacier called Vatnajökull, all the way in the southeast of of Iceland, and it's a place where there is the kind of cleanest water untouched by man mm. where it hasn't been interfered by man where there aren't microplastics that have gotten to that water mm. where there hasn't been any kind of possible male um, sorry not male um, man interrupted um, infrastructure that could um, do anything to the water it's water that has run through um, the volcano rock through the um, through 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 the snow but it's been all naturally filtered through those rocks in creating the most beautiful, freshest water untouched by man. And I go, I, I, I went all, all the way there to go and find this water, to, to, to go and actually bring back quite a bit of this water. Mm. And the whole thing is around the fact that because of where we are in terms of water scarcity and how vital our water and, and, and critical our water situation is getting, yeah. So Africa's water is, is 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 not where it should be in terms of quality, but also in terms of of of, of access and quantity mm. because of lack of preservation and conservation. And so, if we continue to go the way we're going, we might have to one day bring water from those parts of the world to try and keep up with demand. We might have to, you know, go through channels where we shouldn't have to do that in, in, in the location that we're in. But we might have to get to that point. And the, me having to go all the way there is that we're shining a light on how humanity has damaged so much of, of, our, of, of, of water as a whole and our natural resources. And this is one of the few places you can still get water untouched by man. And the whole thing is around the hope that if we can change our ways now, everyone will have access to really great fresh water. There's no one who'll have to ever go 16,000 kilometers. If you are in those communities and townships or, or, or places across the country, or which will one day also be the suburbs and everything where you can't get water, we're hoping that that will all change where everyone will have that, that equal access to the dignified access of water and just take a few steps to get great fresh water that hasn't been over chemicalized to be able to be able to uh, drink and, and be purified in some kind of way but we can get great drinking fresh water that everyone will have the access to and it won't have to be an expedition or mission to try and get yeah you you, you said earlier uh, maps that you sit on the board of the wwf uh, for at least the last five years and in the last 10 years the wwf has uh had uh you know uh, a decade-long journey of water project so yeah. tell me then how this expedition that you did links to that uh journey of water project well the link really is is really just really focusing on on water because people essentially uh, a lot of people think it just comes from our taps you know it's just water that miraculously comes from our taps but water takes a really long journey through rivers across our countries uh, sorry across our country and 
we we kind of follow through the journey of water, show the source of where we get a lot of our water across the country, and follow that journey, walk with that water, show how that water ends up into um, into our homes and then into our glasses, um, and and then and then we consume it. And we share a lot of those rivers with different countries where, um, you know, there's um, there's runoff water that some will come towards us, some will come to some of our neighboring countries. And so it's just that, 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 that shared journey. The, the, the link really is more than anything else showing that water does not miraculously appear in our taps, but following that journey and where that source is that I went from as well. But the further link is that we need to preserve that, um, that flow. We need to preserve our, our um, catchment areas and look after our rivers and our riverbeds so that that stays um, free-flowing and its quality and sewage systems aren't leaking into our rivers and that journey remains fresh and natural and runs to where it needs to run to so that it gets to us. And the further link is also because the um, of Water for Life initiative together with WWF focuses on um, projects that will directly affect um, communities, projects where uh, once we've raised money from this expedition and raised money from um, some of the water we'll be giving access to by, by people being able to bid online where you'll be able to bid on rare um, expressions of Glenfiddich and it will come with a small bottle of that water that was collected from from that glacier. Um, you, all that money that is raised goes to these, 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 these water projects that um, WWF has been overlooking and right now most drastically and the most important need is uh, areas like the Eastern Cape where they've been going through quite a major drought where we're able to do what is what is uh, needed to a certain extent to help um, better access to water um, because as you know you know with, with, with droughts you you have to find other alternatives and you have to make sure that when you do you are able to um, to get water or there is rainfall um, you're able to efficiently um, collect that water and ensure that it can flow through or that you're able to access it from, from groundwater sources. Yeah. So, I mean, for those that want to follow the campaign, because you've already said that that live auction uh, is is going to benefit a project in, in, in the Eastern Cape, and we know that uh, as WWF, you've partnered with uh, uh, Glenn Fiddick. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, it doesn't end there. For those who want to follow the campaign, how do they do that? How do they lend a hand and even get involved in the campaign going forward? So in the campaign specifically, um, you can go to challengesclub.co.za. You'll be able to see um, the incredible um, kind of expedition that I was able to go on and the the um, mission and challenge that um, Zandienzo, who managed to take, she's uh, South Africa's um, first black free, free diver and free driving instructor, um, and she cleans the ocean floor, and we both kind of try to shine that light on, on water. And there you can be able to see all the uh, ways that you can contribute, either donate or you are able to uh, bid on certain, um, as I said, expressions to be able to raise that money. Um, and if you are not capable to do that, oh, sorry, you can also see our, our videos there of our, our expeditions, or you can go to our respective um, pages on um, social media, uh, mine being Maps Mapunyane. Um, but if you are not able to do any of that, then we all just need to get involved and, and, and be vocal, active citizens, and, and hopefully um, be able to, to change our state of affairs. 
Thank you, Maps, and uh, we appreciate very much your time. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Kiji. Thank you. It's 11.31. Mpositola standing by with the news headlines.